0: I'm going to learn about podcast hosting. After visiting whatisthepodcastmatrix.com, you won't have to.
1: Ready to conceive solutions to problems in an atmosphere free of political correctness? Find a new sense of purpose at wadesense.com. That's wadesense.com.
2: Welcome to Wade Sends the Podcast. I am your host, Wade B. Olson, the sage of St. Louis. Across from me sits the always proficient, occasionally irascible, never non-thought-provoking Mr. Mike Wilkerson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm very good, sir. Thanks for the introduction. Very kind. Yeah, you owe me $10 for that. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching. I got a question for you, Mike. Fire away. Are you ever shocked when someone returns a pleasantry to you? Just a, just a common courtesy.
0: Yes, and I can give you a really great sample. Are you ready, or you want me to interrupt your story?
2: No, 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 no because I wanted you to go first anyway. I've got one always.
0: All right. Last night, I was in a bit of a snit. Okay. Mike in uh, a snit? No. Mike in a snit? Yes. <laughs> and it was in regard to my fifteen-year-old daughter that knows everything about everything and everybody on planet Earth. But isn't that what fifteen-year-olds do? 15, exactly. Okay. I got home and I had a giant. Cache of groceries that had everything on the list except, of course, juice. Uh huh. So I got home, started putting the groceries away. My wife walks in and she starts sorting through the inventory of groceries that are there. Yes. And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to get the eye full. (laughs) For those that don't know, my wife is deaf. And so it's not an ear full, it's an eye (laughs) full. Where's the juice? And it is, that's exactly what it looks like when she signs it. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like. Where's the juice? I don't have the juice, honey. Right, but where's the juice? <laughs> and then my daughter turns the corner, and guess what she says? <coughs> what? Where's the juice? Oh, okay. Okay. And so it bubbles for about 10 15 minutes and I realized that there's no thank yous there's no nothing about all of the wonderful groceries that will feed our family for another 2 weeks that I purchased and brought for them to Wow you shop 2 weeks out bounty. I'm impressed. And so I did not get the juice I admit it guilty as charged. <laughs> I waited for about 10 minutes and steamed and bubbled and I couldn't take it anymore. So I found another reason to drive my new car.
2: I knew it. I knew knew that's exactly where this whole story was going. It's like, damn, he's got to run back out and go get some juice and go around the block about eight times. That's about right. (laughs) That's about right. Anyway, so I got in my
0: car, revved up the car, drove to Walmart, got out of Walmart. I got, I don't know, seven or eight things. I got so many things that Uh one of the nice workers at Walmart there, she actually walked up to me and said, sir, can I get you a cart? And I'm like... It's where I wish I could just pause the videotape of life uh-huh. and go, where has this lady been all day for me? <laughs> because this is exactly what I need. I need this. Yeah. And so she does. She goes to the front of the store and she grabs a cart for me and brings it back. And I'm like, well, you know, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that. She says, no problem, sir. Look like you were having a struggle there and you're all taking care of. You have a great day. Thanks for coming to Walmart. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool. And that's not even the piece of the story they wanted to share. Oh wow! Okay, I'm shocked. Piece of the story came later. Okay, and it's it's. Uh, I got the card. I grab another couple of things. Probably have 12, 13 extra things, whatever. Uh-huh. And I get to the checkout, and I get. I it's uh, late enough at night now that the uh, there's one lane that's open someplace. Yeah, but then all of the checkout your self checkout lanes
2: are open. So right I'm like, ah, just, now, do you go
0: to those or are you I do you try and find? Oh, okay. So I was trying to find a person. I do mostly because I then tell my daughter to start scanning and learn how she could potentially do a job in the future, <laughs> even though she won't be able to because they're all going to be self checkouts. Exactly. So. Anyway, so again, my daughter's not with me, so I've got to do it, which is fine. So I boop. I just start booping. Right. Boop, yeah. Yeah. Boop. I get to. I get to. I think it was like a pork loin something. Pork right. Steak blah whatever. Yeah. And boop. And the little screen comes up and goes, uh, too bad for you, Mr. Wilkerson. I don't know what your problem is, but you're going to have a problem tonight. Okay, awesome. Uh-huh. And I I, I waved the the lady over right. that, that has the yellow the yellow vest on. Yes. And she goes, yes, sir, may I help you? I'm like, dude, two for two. It's over right. at this Walmart. Exactly. Awesome. And uh, I go, I'm trying to scan this pork tenderloin thing, steak, and it's it's not doing it for me. Can, uh-huh. can you help me out? Mm-hmm. And she goes, sure. Let me look at this. And she swipes a card and pushes, you know, about right. 8,000 buttons in right. a matter of seconds. Wow. I have no idea what she's doing. And then she, boop, she scans the and She goes, here you go, sir. And hands me the steak. I'm like, dude, why, how, I'm not entirely sure I'm alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not supposed to work this way. <laughs> So you get that all done, I get down to my last few things, and past me runs this young lady. She's probably 17, 18 max. Yeah. It's her and her friends. I will call them idiot friends mm-hmm. because each of them was talking about how they know that whatever they've got in their, in their basket's never going to scan. She looks around, and she casually says aloud so that everybody can hear her. This isn't going to work. I know it. I I just I immediately turned to her and I started shaking my head. Right. And rather than getting, you know, the up years old man yeah, or yeah. whatever else. And right. I, I, I I don't think that I look like, you know, old decrepit man with the with the walker from up. No, you don't. You're just not a kid, obviously. Right. Right. And 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 I shook my head at her and I put put my head back down and I started continuing to bag my groceries. Right. And I could not believe what happened next. She literally goes I'm sorry, sir. And I'm like, three for three. I need to get a lottery ticket when I'm going home. Because <laughs> what the hell? She well, actually that, apologized for her one, bad behavior. That one blew me away. That would. Because I have never seen that. Yeah. And so it's funny that you mention, you know, no hope for humanity. How the hell do we fix Jeez, this? that just what? gives me hope. Yeah. Your whole day. Well, And that she was so young also got me. How old uh, was she? Like you said, like about 17, 17, 18? 17, 18, wow. with her idiot friends. Uh-huh. And that, that's typically when you have idiot friend factor it instantly everybody's surrounded by a shield of I don't give a shit exactly exactly and I didn't get that and so I was I was absolutely excited about that I could I could not believe the three for three I had that's that's uh, in particular impressive. The, yeah. you're right
2: the last one really <laughs> is the most impressive because yeah. those other two I mean they went out of their way which is nice but they were at work you know it's not yeah. like they weren't doing anything else right but the third one it's like that's that's just shades of someone that was raised right and at the last minute realized that wasn't called for and that wasn't appropriate
0: but the, the appropriate factor is what i was hoping was eventually going to latch on when i look because i could have just looked up and shoved my head back in the back in the bag of stuff i was doing yeah and i i, I shook my head because she's she's young she's attractive there's right. nothing wrong with her and so right. calling her attention to herself like that yeah. is the wrong way to go about getting attention. Right. And I hope that that's what I conveyed to her as I shook my head because it was sad. Maybe. Who knows? You, but, you, I, again, I was know. glad the, somehow the stick of the earth pulled up and no plane crashed
2: that evening. So That's great. great. That yeah. really is. It was great. Uh, my story is a bit old. Well, I've, the one I've got happened right now. This was just a couple days ago myself. I was at my uh, local Phillips 66, mm-hmm. and I was going in like I go in every day, and I grab a, a couple of cans of Kickstarter or whatever. But usually that's what it is, and uh, there's a father and a son standing there. He's talking to his son about various energy drinks, and they're mostly poison. I try and pe- point people away at least to Kickstart because it's got so little actual sugar in it, mm-hmm. and it's got real fruit juice and and electrolytes. So it's it's a it's it's a lot better than just like a straight can of Coke and most of the poison that's out there, like uh, <laughs> Red Bull and what have you. Right. And this guy starts to tell me about. You know, he thanked me, and but, you know, I, I showed him the various flavors that were offered in that. And then he told me about um, a different drink, and I'm gonna screw it up because it's like Body Armor or Armor All. I don't remember what it was that he said, mm-hmm. but he was towing it out, and he said, he said I'm a laborer, and then he said he put up palace or something like that. And I pointed to the kid and I said, now your old man works. I drive for a living. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really nice that we had that that little exchange. It could have been like, yeah, wh- whatever, buddy. You don't need to tell yeah. me any of this. But he did, not he told me about this He told me about this drink, and I said, cool, I'm going to go ahead and get a couple of these and try them out myself. Mm-hmm. And really. there were a couple of other things. They're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like I said, it was armor, body armor, yeah, or something I, like I, that. I just you brought know what it up in a window. Yeah, it's
0: body armor, and the. it's funny that you mention it, because I was just in a um, look, out, look at all the good stuff in it. It's
2: really good for yeah. you, and it doesn't have a lot of sugar.
0: Yeah, I was at an event this last weekend, and one of the laborers there mm-hmm. also had a series of body armor i don't think they come in a six-pack but he had several of them right yeah i i know nothing about them in fact sports drinks and all the super awesome kick-ass drinks right. I, i've never imbibed in them right and it's not because they're bad for me or i need to find the good ones that are good for me it's because they're traditionally way too expensive
2: yeah yeah these weren't that bad these were <laughs> um at the moment only they were seven dollars each what how much are they do you remember uh well at the $3. time there were twenty ounces that were two for three so they're probably dollar or something something like that okay two, two, well, two and a half, whatever it was I, I
0: can see that because at uh, our local, uh, Quick Trip is where I traditionally go you it's, usually me it's too two for three dollar two for three dollars mm-hmm. for uh, whatever ounce of soda pop. Or you can get, like, a fountain right. drink for 89 cents typically. It's 32 ounces, whatever. Applied. Right, but the
2: bottom line is is that those are not anywhere near actually there, – there's no health benefits whatsoever. Right. This is actually He's, somewhat like that. But yeah. I just – I love the exchange that, that I have with this guy, and we said goodbye and walked out the door, and cool. it was really nice. Mm-hmm. But now, okay, now that's recent. Now, the other one that I've got is – and this goes back to that, you know, are people really this way? Because I've been in St. Louis long enough – and it really goes to prove that all things are relative because St. Louis is, is thought probably a lot by people outside that is, is part of the Midwest, mm-hmm. that mentality. Yep. I had not realized in the time that I'd been here, I'd probably been here about 15, 16 years, that I'd gotten harder That that wasn't the case. Because where I'm from, people are really, really friendly. And I've forgotten how friendly they were. This story is about uh, 15 years ago. I'm uh, pulled over on the side in the middle of North Dakota of the road, looking at a map, trying to figure out how to find my mom's house. She had moved, and it was someplace in the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm pulled over, and I'm looking at my map. And you know how you get that feeling out of the corner of your eye that somebody's watching you? I look over, and there's there's a guy that's, that's pulled over on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and he's looking over at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking over at him, and I'm starting to think, the, the thoughts that are coming to my mind is, what the hell do you want? And I roll down my window and he rolls down his window. And before I can even say anything, he looks over me and says, you look lost. Can I help? And I just, I looked at him and I busted a gut and I was like, thank you. Yeah, I am lost. I'm trying to find. But it was just, it, 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 it was just, it was that kind of thing. It's like, I had forgotten that people are that nice. Yeah. And when See, I
0: am that guy too. So like driving by someone's, it's not on the highway often really at all. But like on a road where somebody looks like, you know, shit's just kind of hit the fan and it it all looks discombobulated. Yep, I'll slow down, put on my put on my blinkers, Mm -hmm. and pull in front of them, and just and just go. Hey, is everything okay? Can I call you a tow truck or something? I don't ever offer to do like change out the wheels. I'm I'm just I'm not that guy.
2: Yeah, I get you. I'm not. I get you.
0: Uh, But I'm happy to call or get somebody involved. Right. You know, call the call the the local. Truck Fix-It, guys, I've forgotten what they're called here in St. Louis. Uh, MoDOT. MoDOT. The MoDOT people, the uh, Missouri Department of Transportation people, where, for those of you that are listening outside of the St. Louis area, it's essentially a series of marked trucks that drive around and help people that are stranded on the side of the road with a broken down vehicle. If you're, in Illinois, right. if you're in
2: Illinois, they're called IDOT. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, there's, there's those, and that's what I want to try and help people get to, or... In a bind, if I don't get any red flag sniff, whiff, waft off of them, mm-hmm. I will let them pile in my car with no family in it and drop them off. Like if uh, gas can people walking with a gas can, yeah. I'm stopping. I'm yeah. grabbing the people and, and dumping them at a gas station. That's good. It, it, it's funny that you meant that, mentioned that the um, the first guy I remember it was it was the same week we moved in uh, here to St. Louis, but I was driving by and there's this bald dude walking down the street right Uh and i'm like that guy's way out of place like what is that right and so i I pulled in front of him i stopped Uh and he walked up to my window and i go hey man you know you you look really downtrodden can i help you and he goes dude i need a ride and i'm like well sure what do you need a ride for and so he jumped in and we had a chat Uh and fast forward now 25 years right well it's cullen bunn the prolific horror and comic book writer. Oh wow! Yeah. So and he's mentioned that in previous storytelling about oh, this cool dude. Is that they picked him up in his first week in St. Louis, and it was me. So I I, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I love that trade, and I love that calling card that I will I will boldly fly because I want I would just want there to be order. I want yeah. I want to make sure everything, especially if anything's in my neighborhood. That people are okay and that things are going in a positive direction rather than you're sitting on your
2: ass wondering what the hell's going to happen next. I don't want any of that. No, I completely understand. As much as we're starting with these two positive stories, there's one that I want to relate now. This one probably goes back about 30 years ago, and weirdly enough, in my hometown in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota. I am standing there uh, in a grocery store, and there's a guy and his kid, and his kid is either... I don't remember whether he was what he was doing, but he was messing around, causing some kind of problem, and it was getting out of control. And I finally said something about you know settle down or something like that. This guy grabs his kid and then looks over at me, and he's glaring at me. And I'm thinking, where where the where the hell have we gone this wrong? Because and I've had this conversation now with a couple times uh, over this week with people uh, of my age. And it really I found out it really does not matter uh, what your what your background is. It was a common thing that we had. and that was very simple. If you screwed up or were screwing around and another adult didn't even need to be related to you or know you recognized that, and it brought that to the attention of your parent. Your parent would invariably thank that person. If they knew them, they would exchange some kind of pleasantries, and then they would take you inside and you would get whatever hell you had coming to you. Mm-hmm. But the last thing, the last thing that would happen was that that parent, your parent, would have given that person grief for, quote-unquote, interfering. Mm -hmm. See, that's the one thing that Hillary Clinton actually did get right when she referred to It Takes a Village. But in her idea, I think the village was supposed to be the government. Once upon a time, it was us. Mm -hmm. It was us policing ourselves and us watching each other's kids because what? It was the right thing to do, and it was how we were raised. Mm -hmm. That's what our meat topic is uh, for today, Mike, is I'm just calling it, How do we make civilians civil again? And and I do have uh, some ideas. Before I get into this, gang, I just want to let you know that when I told Mike last week what it was that I wanted to tackle for subject matter, he thought I was biting off way more than I could chew. And for most people, it really does seem like it's like, how? How do we put this genie back in the bottle? How do we make uh, uh, us as a people be decent to each other again? It just seems like too much to ask. But in typical Wade Sense fashion, this is what I did. I, I identified what the problem was, what I thought what the problem was in whole. And then I came up with what I thought was supposed to be the attempted outcome, where it was that we wanted things to be. And then the Wade Sense part is to drive as logically and brutally as possible towards that. Once again, providing a solution that some might think too ugly for the problem. But nonetheless, we dive in anyway. This is how I identified the problem. People seem as a rule, not the exception, and please remember that part, to have lost the ability or desire to be nice or even decent to each other. People, RVE, rule versus exception, can't seem to respect each other's property, personal space, or personal opinions. Chivalry, if you even knew what the word meant, is, is virtually almost dead, and that could be from any number of of problems. It could be from the war of the sexes. It could be from uh, just the, the progressive agenda, just beating it down as being something that is, you know, not necessary. I personally disagree. Chivalry, the actual definition is it's the medieval knightly system with its religious, moral, and social code. Once again, you can construe that any way, but I think it comes down as simple as this. It's translated, the modern translation basically Looking out for protecting women, children, and old people, because crimes against all three are ridiculously on the rise. The the, the things that you hear, if you were raised anywhere near right and figure out how, whatever that is, when you hear of something that's being done to really one of the, the more helpless, innocent members of our society, if you're like me at all, I, I'm filled with rage and indignation that it's gotten to this point. Manners. Manners are all but gone. I know that we did an episode on that a while back. I remember reading a quote, and I wish I knew who it was that said it. But basically, it says that common courtesy is the wheels that greases our society, our, our civilization. And you think about it, it's like just that's why I wanted to open with the stories about the pleasantries and, and whether they were returned or not. How how much more worse would your day have been if it was just the the griping from mm-hmm. your family, and then you go to Walmart and no one really gives a rat's butt about yeah. you at all?
0: No, it's 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 the bad part of when someone says the word grind. I I, I understand the concept of embrace the grind. Mm-hmm. There's even a brand that's made of it from a professional MMA fighter, and it it, it is a phenomenal way of life. It has benefited many people over the years. But the grind is not how everybody should live every single day of their life because when you grind something, you traditionally get to a point where nothing can be ground anymore yeah yeah and i I think a lot of people I think forget that's about when people that. snap not only that's when people snap, it's when they give up,
2: yeah, and that's and even sadder,
0: yeah, because there's a there's there's a resignment that happens at the point of giving up that when you really think you have no solutions at all or options or avenues to do something different that's when it starts to get dire and if you don't have a really solid foundation of either surrounding yourself with people that can help you or offer answers or Mm -hmm. go and seek out help it's when really bad things tend to happen yeah and that's the the grind i appreciate and understand when somebody says you know it's a grind but i'm doing just fine yeah yeah. You just make sure that there's something other than the grind, uh, your, per- your perfect sample where if I'd have gone into Walmart in all three instances of my eventually positive happened, stories. Or it went worse. Right. Uh, all that would have done was ground me off even more from yeah. when I'm, where's the juice?
2: Yeah. Because you probably went home in a much better mood oh, after leaving Without there. question. Without question. What did your wife say when you told, did you re- re- recount any of the stuff that happened? No. In fact, I didn't
0: even tell her I got juice. I just <laughs> came back and put the juice on the counter. And uh, get this: the next morning, the next morning, I wake up and uh, Jade's already gone to school. Yeah, and I look, and I bought, I bought this mega pack of oh, juice. Okay, it's like 30 pouches of whatever. <laughs> you know, like I, I feed a small country with juice, right? And I look at it, and it's not freaking open. What? Yeah. After and, all and go, that, yeah, and I go, I must have missed a piece. <laughs> because you said where's the juice? <laughs> and there didn't need to be any juice why of course because So not Gloria was, or
2: Jade neither one. There was
0: one left. There was one left and that's the one that she packed inside of Jade's lunch for the day. Oh. So last night yes, it was inspiration for me to go and get more juice. Where's the juice? Go yeah. get the juice. Yes, okay, I got it. All right, yes. Check box. I get it. Yeah. But it just wasn't the evening to give me the where's the juice? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think the only other thing that we might want to make sure we talk about is those that just don't know, that are absolutely just ignorant. Of, and it's, it, To me, it seems like over the years it's become where not only is there not a want to find a solution to a problem, But there's not even recognition that there is a problem. Yeah, A sample will be, if you've ever walked in behind somebody, and I'm talking like maybe arm's length, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: behind them walking into a fast food place. Yeah. Now, if it's me, I actually, uh, we've talked about this a couple times, I actually look around me to see who's standing around me. Mm -hmm. And if there's somebody else that's coming into a store, regardless of who it is, what they look like, blah, I will stop and I will open the door for them. And I will casually look in their in their glance to see if if I smile, is it going to be weird or not uh-huh uh if if I just give them the the old sage nod yeah. as they walk in is that going to be what I need to do uh-huh. Uh, if I literally go, hey, what's going on? I've done that. I, yeah. I've done I've done the whole gamut right. based on the actual cues that I will draw from based on what's going on and who the person is. Yeah,
2: reading their body language.
0: Right. And everything that I've just described to you, I think is missing in some people, whether they just don't care, they've never been taught it, or they're in a hurry, or they just really don't care because they're just going to order a, 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 a double cheeseburger plain, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a bigger problem because how do you how do you instill that in a matter of seconds at a door? Because I'll tell you what, if I'm walking behind somebody mm-hmm. and they don't even bother to hold the door open for right. me, right? And again, it's that whole like if I'm an arm's length behind, yeah, you'd think you'd have the cognizant where, where for all to to know one someone's behind you, but two, if you grab the door and you have to turn sideways and out of your peripheral vision you see someone else, yeah, you don't have to stop. And move out of the way and let me go in first. Right. But you would at least hold the door open so that the door doesn't shut on you. As
2: you're walking in, your arm is back behind you, whether you're looking or not to hold the door open. Yeah. Just just to hold the door open. Just for
0: an instant. Yeah. Even if it's only just for an instant so that it doesn't get smacked on
2: you. Right. That
0: piece is one of the dumbest ones Mm -hmm. that I can think of that is just, it's cogent courtesy it doesn't mean you are now a knight in shining armor. Right. It doesn't mean that you are now a princess. It just princess. means I
2: acknowledge you and I'm explaining this little, I'm not breaking a sweat to help just do this little nice thing for you. Right. Uh, if, if we need to get more fundamental in regard to something that doesn't involve a
0: door, I would go the nod thing. Yeah. Walking down the street. Acknowledge me. I acknowledge you. A- and, and the quick nod or the, you know, the, the chin up or yeah. the, Hello. Or something as you're walking by something. something.
2: Sadly, I've noticed a lot of people in my neighborhood as I'm driving through, and I'll do the you know the, the two three wave finger wave off the wheel. Mm-hmm. Some don't even return it or anything. It's like right. what 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 did that kill you? You know. Well,
0: and I we we have an entire episode dedicated to it, but I have to look at electronic devices as being a complete attention stealer. Yeah. Uh, but also a piece of the etiquette that gets stolen just because it's not required. Right. If you're not paying attention to me. Then you are under absolutely no duress to make me feel comfortable at all because you don't know. Right. Anyway, I wanted to make sure that we talked about that factor too because it is I don't I don't know how to deal with it, especially someone that might ever get offended. I've never met anybody that got offended because I was holding a door for them, but if I ever did, I don't even know how to explain
2: how how I would react. To I that think that I would it, honestly at that work. I would think I would honestly at this point look at him and go. That's how I was raised. I'm sorry if you weren't. And then at that point, just let the door go. Well, and I, I, I would fast forward a little
0: bit, and I, I would literally just look them in the face and go, you have a great day.
2: Because obviously, they need to have <laughs> See, something different. You're even nicer than me. I've told you my philosophy is for dealing with people as general, don't I? It's really very in, – in, in instances where there is an antagonistic air that is coming up, this is my feeling, honestly. It is fun To be an asshole when the occasion calls for it. When somebody has done something or their behavior just generates this type of response. Juvenile on my part. But the other part is this. There's absolutely no profit in being a dick. There's no reason to go through life sour and mean and nasty. What are you getting out of it?
0: It reminds me, I think the, the most recent sour episode that i can remember hmm. and we're kind of getting off topic but these are all it's all the civility right. thing i had a rental car this is about a month ago it was right after the after my car got totaled uh-huh. and the first car i had was this very large chrysler 300 Ooh. you know nice silver yeah. big luxury yeah. Yeah. boat awesome blah Super fast, you know. it they are it was, a, it was a wonderful car. Yeah. It's just it's way too big and 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 bodie for me. This I car suits do you doing. better. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I remember driving down this road right outside the studio here. It's <laughs> the the speed limit on the road in general is thirty five miles an hour. Okay. And so without fail, like I do, even in the new vehicle I have,
2: yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I will get to where the speed limit is, and I will engage the cruise control. Okay. It's something I've done for years, and wow. it's. It's the easiest way to make sure you do not get a ticket, especially in a place where it's over hill and dale, which it is here. It's up and down hills all over the place. Yeah. And if you go downhill and you're in cruise control, your car will actually slow you down enough so that you're not doing fifty and a thirty-five. Right. So now I'll fast forward a little bit. I'm I, I have this on thirty-seven, thirty-eight cruise control, and I'm just driving up and down the hill and dale, and some guy gets right on my ass. And I'm like, okay, I I get it. Right. And then I got to the part where right in front of the studio here, Uh most people, you'll never know this if you're not here, but right in front of the studio, it's incredibly twisty turny and a terrible intersection. Yes. Yes, it is. is, There are so many blind spots everywhere. Right. And that's why the speed limit is 25 Uh in front of the studio. Right. And of course, so as I got towards the hill at the studio- I now slow down to 25. Right. The guy was right up my ass. And so I pulled into the gas station to let him on by, and he pulled uh. into the gas station. I'm like, okay, well now what's going to happen? Right. And he passes me up. He flips me the bird. He pulls his car in to get gas. Uh. I'm like, you know what? I'll play. Gloria, Jade, and I got out of the car. Our girls go inside to get a soda pop. And I right. just casually walk over to the dude, and I go, hey, I just I wanted to let you know that the the road there, it's 25. And he goes, "It's twenty-five for trucks, dumbass." And I'm like, "No, it it, it's not twenty-five for trucks. It doesn't say twenty-five for trucks. Right. It actually says two five speed limit. Right. And that kind of means twenty-five is a speed limit. Right. And and I looked him over, and he had on his super kick-ass uh his veterans hat. Right. And I couldn't help myself. I literally go man i wonder if the guys in vietnam needed to go faster than what all the rules were all the time because yeah. what are we doing here right and right. I, I i don't get it what what was the value of him telling me that i should be going faster than 25 in an area where you've driven it, yeah, you yeah. should not be going faster than no, twenty five.
2: The last thing I would write there, that's I, that turned into the lot is it's like I almost felt like someone's going to hit me coming into tonight. Yeah, night. Well, without question, without yeah. question,
0: and especially it's literally that if you don't pay attention for a second, it's over.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Absolutely. I wonder how many accidents there are right there.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this, that, that's the last incivility that I had, and the guy felt he was ab- absolutely in the right. Yeah, and he's not, and nothing's going to not change right. that. No, you
2: know? no. But anyway. So the desired outcome or solution to the problem. People that are patient, courteous, respectful of each other's personal property, personal space, and personal opinions. Where men are taught and expected to be the leaders, protectors of women, children, and old people. How do we get there? How long will it take? I have a proposed solution on how we get there. My personal idea, hope, is somewhere, if it was actually implemented anyway, between five and ten years. I know this is incredibly optimistic, But I think that if we actually proposed the stuff and did the things that I'm proposing, or if we actually did the things that I'm proposing, I don't see how it fails. Okay, it's going to be a combination of new people skills, leadership slash chivalry slash manners curriculum for the kids in all three schools, so uh, K through six, junior high, and high school. Okay, they'll just. I can. I can just envision this as being a class, even if it's a half-hour class, where it's just a constant touch-up on things that make us all decent people. So that's for the kids and for the adults. A very aggressive, pervasive campaign of PSAs on all platforms. My idea on the PSAs is uh, these PSAs, public safety announcements would uh, first address the problem and lay out just uh, what the proposed outcome was an actual civil society. It would teach three simple things. And, and my idea is is that the adults would be made aware constantly of what it was that the kids were being taught and why. And, and it would be one of those feel-felt-found moments. Have you ever heard that before? I no, feel but as- it
0: sounds like it's going to enrage me. <laughs> Let's
2: hear it. <laughs> feel-felt-found is an old sales uh, technique. What it is is I, I understand how you feel. I felt the same way, but this is what I found out. And this is one of those deals where we would be alerted as to, it's like, come on, everybody look around. Look how people are acting. You don't remember, if you're old enough, you don't remember people acting this way when you were a kid. Let's figure out a way to get back to being a decent people again. So the PSAs are letting them know that that's what they're doing, that they're teaching the kids. These PSAs would teach three simple things. That good men doing nothing is how evil succeeds, or you put that any way how you want
1: it. Mm-hmm.
2: The definition of character, or the definition of, char- definition of character, is doing the right thing even when no one's looking. You know, you start to hammer these things forward, but doing it in in a gentle way, where I'm not lecturing you, but it's like, come on, look, can't you see that this is exactly right. what it is? These were all
0: the closing remarks of GI Joe, the television show. <laughs> Maybe we ought to just have rerun
2: those, and everybody's fine, man. You know, if you actually did that with Warner Knowing Brothers- Knowing is half the bottle. With, if you did that with Warner Brothers, I would actually be there for you. <laughs> those, are my, those are my cartoons. If you want other people to respect your personal property, your space, your opinion, uh, do the same for them. Also, one of them could be um, how it's rude for cell phones in certain places. And you're starting to see, like, some restaurants do that on their own. It's like, pretend it's 1993, uh, talk to each other. There's no Wi-Fi. These PSAs can be as simple as it's like, nobody wants to hear your conversation. You don't want to hear theirs. Talk outside. You know, why, 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 why does everybody else have to listen to what it is that you're doing? Or any other way that you're getting this across. Good manners. Common courtesy is the grease that moves the wheels of civilization, like I said. A PSA that is getting that across as well. It's like, how hard? like Just what we've been talking about. Just the common little pleasantries. If it makes you feel good, why wouldn't you do it for somebody else? You're not breaking a sweat. Do it. And all of this stuff is going on at the same time. I have an idea, and this is probably about the most outlandish one out of all these. How about we actually do something where there is... uh, a government-sponsored network or, or paid for or whatever, and it's non-political. Basically, this network runs pretty much nothing but feel-good stories. Not necessarily the fireman rescued the the, the puppy or the, the kitten from the tree or anything like that, but um, like some of the stories that we've been talking about in YouTubery, like the one that I did a while back of the uh, South African lady who just out of garbage bags made a business. You know, it's a feel-good story. Imagine if we had, one, a network like that, okay, that is just running stuff like that. It's like you can go over here and you can watch blood, gore, and grime hard news that's just going to depress the hell out of you. And then you can also maybe turn over and watch this. But here, here is where the connection is. My idea is that in schools with the curriculum that you teach the kids is that you have, and it's it's voluntary, you don't have to uh, chime in if you don't want to, but the kids starting as early as... I don't know second third grade wherever old you need to be to understand what's showing on this channel or maybe they even have like a juvenile version that you can graduate to the kids talk about what it was that they saw on TV and maybe they uh, saw it with their parents and the parents are encouraged to watch stuff with the kids as well yeah. and maybe you could even go so far now this is not I just thought of this one at the last minute maybe this is really radical mm-hmm. but there's only two ways that you get people to act right if you're really stopping to think about it. You either appeal to their morals. It's like, I'm not going to do this because it goes against my morals, my religion, my faith, whatever. Or, providing you don't have that, then you hit them in the pocketbook. I I, I wish that it didn't even come down. I don't even know how you would do that. But I thought about this. The one thing that you always hear about in school that are complaints from teachers is that they have parent-teacher conferences and so many parents have nothing to do with them. What if you got like if you if you could prove that you went to this class like a check in or something like that it like you went to the parent teacher conference that you got some kind of a credit back on your taxes or something like that mm-hmm. you got a reason to go now because it's going to hurt your pocketbook and while you're there you can find out what's going on with your kid okay that's for the adults now for the kids this is K through 12 you teach manners common courtesy examples of why it's important The please, the thank you, the, you know, getting doors, saying, um, say you're sorry. Own up to something that you've done wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, and and show why that is a a good example. Teach how cell phones should only be used in some places and, and the dangers of using them while you're driving and blah, 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 blah whatever, you're, you're getting it across that, that not only is this not courteous, it's also dangerous behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like I was talking about, do the daily share of uh, the positive channel or personal example, or personal example stories. You don't even need to necessarily watch something on TV. Maybe you're, maybe the kids saw something good that happened or did something good, and now they're sharing it in school. It's a feel-good, positive thing. It's completely non-political, non-judgmental. I mean, everybody yeah. can agree what what's a decent thing or not.
0: Right. There was a television program, and I've uh, as you've been speaking, I've been trying to go back and find the details of it. And the first time I remember seeing it was, I think it was tethered with maybe, like a like a book reading fair or something. Okay. In very early eighties. Mm-hmm. And looking back at the, at the detail that I found while you were talking about your solutions here, yeah. the name of the program was called 321 Contact.
2: I remember that. Okay. I don't remember a damn thing about it, but I remember
0: the title. All right. I remember a lot about it because I do remember that it was one of the very first places I remember hearing about recycling. Okay he said, with a white hat on, waving a flag so as to not offend anybody.
2: (laughs) No, no, I do believe recycling is a good thing. I don't believe in the whole green uh, green, blah, blah, blah. I do believe recycling is a good thing.
0: Okay. Bottom line is that the, the general message, especially in the early days of 321 Contact, I thought were extraordinary messages because they were all based on what were common courtesies, pieces of general knowledge that all can be built on to build better people
2: Mm -hmm. okay right
0: when we when we start talking about some of the things that we've talked about in other programs you have to somehow arrange what exactly that would now mean yeah and that's why a program like 321 contact yeah it would work now but unless there was a series of very well done structured guidelines it could go into terrible directions very very quickly Hmm. The, the the sample is that as much as I love to be able to see that there are different disabilities and different people, personalities and people that are different mm-hmm. inside of the realm of Sesame Street uh-huh. in that they've brought on where there is an autistic character. They brought on a, a, that there is a homeless character. Mm-hmm. They brought on that, you know, that, that there's. Where it is knowledge and it is awareness of something of, that people will experience in life. Yeah, as long as it can keep that track, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah, the instant that it turns into and now you must do insert whatever. Right, that's when it starts to go sideways because the fix of what's going to help those people is not always as black and white as people think.
2: So you see, there's a you think there's a danger of this uh, share TV type thing in, do
0: in both directions. As well, because as as much as you and or I want the more conservative lean to try and help foster solutions, right? There are pieces of what is quote the other side of the agenda that will help foster things. Right. If we look at Sesame Street, Sesame Street, without question, has been way more tilting towards the liberal. Oh yeah, than it has it is, for years. Right than it is inside of really anything conservative. It doesn't make it evil. It doesn't make it that it is negative and detracting from society, but it definitively creates an environment and atmosphere of people creating an environment and atmosphere that is different than a lot of other people. Yeah. And that's where it would it would have to be incredibly well crafted. Right. Because there would have to be a lot of thought too, but I just
2: yeah. I, I just think if you just veer away Strangely, from things that can be considered political, you know, you, you don't talk about... A- Is homelessness political? Is
0: living with autism political?
2: No, Is, uh, no. Uh, uh, hold okay. on. And all of
0: the other things, and I don't I don't know them off the top of my head, unfortunately. I've only casually paid attention to the newly introduced characters of Sesame Street that... I don't want to say that they're social cause characters because that, that puts them into a bad light. Is Jade watching this? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, Again, she's 15, going on 16, so would she watch Sesame Street? Yes. Okay. Do I want her to sit and watch Sesame Street for an hour a day? No. No. But I'm just wondering why you're watching it. Well, I'm just aware (laughs) of it. I'm just just aware
2: of it. So like when they go,
0: hey, look, there's a new autistic character on Sesame Street. Uh, I'm like, okay,
2: interesting. I think that's actually a good thing considering how high of rate of autism there is out there. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm glad to see it. Same with the homeless character. Yeah. The homeless character that, if I'm not mistaken... I think they, they were either on previously where they came on and they, it was that character was then the malnourished character. Hmm. And wow. now the malnourished characters become the homeless characters. I, I've forgotten how the path goes. It might be reversed where oh, okay. first they were homeless and then they were malnourished. I, I don't remember how it went. Oh. But it's something like that where there's, there's a in, for that character there's a progression. Hmm. And that's what I mean is like, and so what is the next step? Is that the recovering drug addict character? Where where is it we're going to drift with things like that because it is something that people need to be made aware of, in particular children, and uh, that's where it starts to get kind of quasi yeah. quasi work, doing work, right? And I want it to do work. I just don't want a cause attached to it. Right. You follow me? Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, it
2: would definitely take some work to to craft yeah. this right, but Any, I just just think the the
0: gist is that three three two one contact yeah is one of the. I remember specifically, I don't remember when it was, but I remember a picture of a cartoon of a happy planet Earth for that show. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking, I'm not talking about, and you forget, all of the ill will of of ever in planet Earth. I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm talking about creating an atmosphere for people that's in general positive, that is civil, and where other people can recognize without being put upon that other people can use your help. Mm -hmm. That's it.
2: Right. That's it. This is the one that the more I think about it, I really, really would love to see implemented into the national curriculum. Mm -hmm. I think in order to grow happy, successful, well-grounded people, you need to do something as simple. And like I said, I I picture this as going forward in all three schools, all three levels, teaching a leadership class slash success principles, uh, people skills. So the things that, that we've gleaned over time that make for happy, successful, motivated people start teaching that as well. Teach, see, teach, like I I have this idea of a class that is just leadership class and very simple. It's just studying leaders past and present, uh, different backgrounds, ethnicities, both sexes. And you're just studying what it was that they did, what how they felt, what the influences were that made them that. Maybe what books they read, what influences. So the whole idea is, it's kids that are studying leaders. What better way to learn how to be a leader than to study them and emulate? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, it's where how does that
0: list grow? Because is Farrakhan on the list?
2: You know, I, I
0: asked that yeah, in jest. right. Obviously. No, no, no. I know. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, one, who makes the list of the ones that are going to be in the book? Two, who writes the information about the people in the book? And three, what are the goals in the worksheet that the kids run through oh. to learn and glean from whatever those would be written? That, that, that's, the, that's the first tier of the questions I would start to ask. Right. Because I'm totally ignorant right now of what a
2: history book even looks like. It's not good. They're trying to I, basically erase anything that does not have to do with with a politically correct outlook on life and god forbid in the past if you were white and owned slaves you're just toast you could be a founding father yeah. and you're just done
0: yeah the, the 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 gist is that i want to i want to try and find a way to preserve legacies of in your case the leaders that helped develop the nation right Them. i just want to make sure that whomever the leaders that are picked have some general positive benefit on the ones learning about it and then if there are others then there can be like another listing of and i hate how this is sounding because it's like is malcolm x on there right i think that he taught some good things oh without question without question but but if he's on there how many of the other not so awesome white folk can also be on the list even though
2: they weren't awesome i think it's almost possible to look at at any leader, because there was something that gave them that capacity. Now, their ideology might have been absolutely messed up, but maybe there was a principle that led them that you could glean, that mm-hmm. you could just take that out and say, that makes sense, that's a good thing to apply, but everything else is, and you and you acknowledge it. This person was evil. The things that they were teaching were evil. But there was like, there was this one little thing, or two or three little things that they make sense, and they also have that in common with other leaders that were completely good and their ideologies weren't yeah. evil. So,
0: I Hit- point that out. Right. So, Hitler makes the list as a cautionary.
2: Tale. I don't know. There might be a two or three things that he did that actually did make sense. I think the majority of it was evil, racist, and, and deeply socialist. And so, I would think a majority of it wouldn't. But so, there are probably two or three things you could glean from him. There are things you could glean from Napoleon. There's things that you could sure. glean from nothing no, less. No, any no, yeah. number I, of leaders. And I agree. The difference is that that.
0: That list has to be created. The list has to be somehow vetted. Mm -hmm. And then the information that's going to be shared about each of those individuals.
2: You'd have to have some kind of a committee with folks on the left and on the right that would just hash this crap out. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it would come down to that. but, But you are right. Another one extremely important. Teach by using examples of how and why it's important to respect other people's property, space, and opinions. Keep hammering these things forward because these are the things I think that we have lost a lot as a society is to respect each other's property, your your, your personal space, your opinions. Your opinions are your opinions. Your opinions. If you say Hi. something I disagree with, what happened with the ability for us as a people to say – Disagree with what you're saying, but we're going to agree to disagree. Not, I'm going to yell you down right. and follow it, it you needs... around and make your life miserable hell because you say something that I disagree right.
0: with. No, I, I, I totally agree. It needs to become something to the effect of, you know, I, I really don't agree with that and here's why. And at least sometime to articulate what you're talking about and then begin sharing the banter. As opposed to, you, sir, are an idiot. Right, exactly. What are you getting out of that? Now, it, it's funny that you mention this because- in at least
2: all of our episodes. I was like, wait a Should I put my hand on my back of my pants right now because I know I'm about to get bit in the ass? Yes, exactly. absolutely. I saw it coming. The, the gist is that-
0: I read your body what, language, sir. What this spills directly <laughs> into, and again, the only reason I know this is because it's recently happened in, in my case, yeah. is the name calling. Yeah. And it can be something as goonily, goonily stupid as saying the word leftist. It instantly even for I'm I'm not I'm I absolutely don't lean liberally. Right. But exactly. when I hear somebody say it, whether it's you, whether it's some local talk show host, which is where I hear it often. Yeah, when I hear them say it, my the the, the skin on the back of my neck goes up. And it's not because, ooh, I don't like that they're calling those people leftists.
2: Right. It's like do you it, even know what it, you're it, it, your well, thought is
0: do you even know what you're saying? Well, not not even that. It's does the person you're calling that know what that you're saying to them? Ah. Yeah, okay. More importantly, it's a name. Right. You, you are you are labeling. You are in general taking a bucket, you're grabbing someone by the scruff and going, liberal idiot. No. You 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 can't do that because the instant you do that, you're doing exactly what you're talking about you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Which is as much as we want to try and classify people, and we do that as we do that as human beings. Right. You you instantly gauge somebody because of what they look like or what they say or the the uh, young 17 year old that I talked about inside yeah. of the Walmart. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. Look at this very attractive young 17 year old who just said, this isn't going to f- work. Right. Okay. She instantly destroys my any respect I might have had for her mm-hmm. with one word in the middle of a sentence inappropriately inside of a Walmart. Yeah. And now she's got some making up to do, in my opinion. And right. she did it. And she she did absolutely it. did it. That's so the, sad
2: that that's the exception and not the rule. Yeah.
0: The, the want to be able to profile yeah. based on the way that you grew up, the manners, the history, the where you are, the context of where you are, mm-hmm. and the people around you. All of those things are all factors that have to be taken into account. Yeah. And the faster you remove from that account, name calling. Yeah the easier it is on everybody and nobody gets instantly offended. That doesn't mean that I don't want anybody to be offended. It means that there's no reason to call someone a name when you right. can go, look, when when you say blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't feel that's helping us at all. Right. And now they know exactly what they're doing that is errant. They can now use that as a platform to try and fire back an answer of why they're responding. And you're going to have an, a, a discussion rather than instant shields up. Why don't you just go yourself? Yeah, Because that's what needs to not happen. Right. That, 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 that piece of dialogue and that exactly what you were talking about previously, which is, I don't agree with you and I'd like to try and figure out why. Yeah. And then let's just go. Uh, it sounds good. I believe something different. You believe something completely different than I. Let's move on to the next topic. That's missing. So
2: that's, that's something missing. That I just thought of. that's something else in in the in the curriculum that these kids need to be taught is that the First Amendment, like I have said before, is sacrosanct, and that there is no such thing as hate speech. It's just speech. They're, they're, you, you cannot box things off and say that's hate speech, and you can't say it. These children need once again to be taught why it is that the First Amendment is so important and how rare it is in the rest of the world. It's disappearing, largely has disappeared in Western civilization. We're the last bastion of two things, being able to protect ourselves on an individual basis and being able to say largely exactly what we want about anything without recriminations or fear of them. Mm -hmm. That has to be taught again to these children and why it is that it's important along with a check for understanding on it
0: because uh, this is something i i've i've found with my daughter is that they'll they'll run through these things that i kind of remember going through when i was her age but there's some of them not really
2: yeah and is it technologically based that you don't why you, it doesn't occur to you or well no when i say the word colonization what do you think colonization i'm thinking of uh britain I'm thinking of Britain and other empires in the past that did that. Okay. And our colonization.
0: Okay. And so when I say colonies, what do you think?
2: The 13, us.
0: Okay. And that's exactly what I'm talking about because other than learning about what the word colonies and colonization means Mm -hmm. and that there were 13 at the beginning Mm -hmm. and these are what they were and then they became the states and then blah, blah, blah,
2: blah, blah. Right, right
0: what is the what do you gar what are you supposed to garner from all of that? And after it's delivered, how do you go back and check beyond just giving somebody a test? Oh, good question because we don't do that. No. Other than giving and I, I know this because especially in my earlier high school days, I was a terrible test taker. Okay. I'm actually one of the people that as high school continued mm-hmm. I became a better test taker and just a, a better conveyor and, and observer of life. I don't know how quite to explain that. It's so obvious you did not
2: go through high school high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and that's kind of what I'm saying is like how we're we're talking about wanting to build all of these new new fangled mechanics that are somehow going to generate a better person. Yeah. And if you can't gauge what's happening from what you're doing, it's worthless. There's no Mm. reason to do it because you can't gauge it. Yeah. I don't know. That's, do you have any ideas? I don't, I don't. And the the reason I don't is because, uh, I was horrified recently to learn that civics Mm -hmm. inside of my daughter's high school is a required class. Did you know this? Civics for the local, state, and federal operations is a piece of required curriculum inside my daughter's school. You know this?
2: No, you should be required to know your government. I I totally agree, but
0: you know what I didn't learn? What? Any of that. I learned none of that when I was in high school. It wasn't required for you? Cuz it no. was required for me and that was in the 80s. No.
2: Wow. Nothing.
0: I don't I don't at least I don't remember any of that. I don't remember ever... F- I remember the civics I re- class. I remember having I would, to take it. Right. The reason I would remember it is because it would be a giant test that I know I'd have been absolutely scared to death of oh. back in the day. And so I, I don't remember any of that. Mm. No, that's and sad. anyway,
2: that, that, that blew me away because yeah. that it's a big deal. Well, I'm glad running through civics you were of, about to scare me because I thought, what are they what are they doing? What are they doing with the civics class? Come on, can we just teach our government how it works? But I'm glad to see that it's required. I, I, I just hope that they're not putting a politically correct spin on it.
0: I don't have any idea. I don't have any idea. The spin, the delivery, but the, the gauging mechanism is what I'm insanely curious about because if you get if you're allowed to get eight of fifteen questions wrong, is that good? No, hmm. absolutely not. But again, the gauge—if you have no gauge to determine whether or not what you're doing is doing anything right or wrong, what's the point?
2: I guess the only thing that you could do in this instance would be to have surveys along the way to both of both the parents and the kids. Like you I, could even have something I, as I, I think you, you could would... even you could even have something as simple as this. You could have at, at every week ask the kids, no pressure. What would you learn this week? And just examine it. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you wrote down one thing, okay, you learned one thing this week. We're not going to press you. We just literally want to know what is it that you're learning. And here's another thing. Write down what it was that you remember learning and what questions you might have that we didn't cover so that we can help do our job better. So it's just something as simple as that. You could do that with, with yeah. the parents as well. well and
0: the, again, the conveyance of information is also something I think that is alien. There are classes that teach people how to be teachers, mm-hmm. and I don't know that all of those are the best, well-developed processes to teach kids, especially in today's age.
2: Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I, I always, whenever I hear somebody is becoming a teacher, I literally shake their hand because I'm like, I do. I, I don't want to. I don't want to turn you off.
2: <laughs> right. but You have such an uphill climb right now. Oh, I couldn't do it as I much as either. I as much as I would I love either. to have been a teacher. I couldn't, and I knew then. I knew 30 years ago I could not be a teacher because how bad it was getting then. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, teaching just... teaching adults that
0: need a skill set and need to pass classes now inside of things that we do at my workplace. I'm a giant fan of that cuz at least some of them have any interest at all in when I'm talking about. Yeah. When I when I revert that and take people that are, you know, if you've configured if you figure the people I'm dealing with are between 25 and 50, whatever, yeah, right? And if you reverse that and take them back to when they were 19, mm-hmm. it would be a completely different atmosphere in regard to learning. So, yeah. I, I again taking someone back to where they're 13, 14, 15, 16, and trying to implement that, I. The stuff we're talking about, I think, is rocket science because <laughs> it may as well be in, in regard to implementation, but then
2: also gauging well, how you, effective it's being I'm delivered. glad you brought up the gauging because I honestly think really and truly the best, simplest, straightforward way is just to, add, just to do a simple survey.
0: I, I don't disagree with you, but how many kids are we going to have to get into college that don't literally
2: know what the hell they're doing? Oh, way too many, because that's the problem is how it is that we're educating. We're still educating people to just sit, suck up facts, and spew them out in a test and move on. Mm-hmm. And, and not implement them. Right, exactly. The,
0: my, my daughter's running through a series of classes now where they're, uh-huh. they are deal with job finding and job acquisition. Okay. And I love it. I love it because- That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's actually she's a, she She's a sophomore, right. which is awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh-huh. I, I, but- Again, it's the whole thing of, and so are we going to teach her the value of wearing a McDonald's uniform and flipping burgers? Yeah. Or are we going to teach her how to stand at a Walmart and talk to people? Because if I have my druthers, I will take the latter. Yeah, yeah. Because if- Because communication is
2: invaluable.
0: And when it, it instantly translates to something else. Yeah. Where the burger flipping- I and I don't mean to wail on McDonald's and/or burger flipping because right. there's defensive. But it is traditionally
2: it. those are the first opening jobs. Like right. they say, it's You're, the first best job. You get the communication
0: skills. You can not only go into McDonald's and get the burger flipping job, you can start getting the the hospitality manager job of uh, McDonald's that also knows how to flip burgers. Right, and then you can eventually become an assistant manager. Yeah. And do all the stuff and then teach other people. Mm-hmm. And then you become the manager. And, right. and And stair-step into greater things, whether it's inside the McDonald's organization or something else. And that's what I want to try and have us focus on rather than going, okay, so you love McDonald's, right? <sighs> of course she loves McDonald's. <laughs> I love McDonald's. But it doesn't mean that because of my love of McDonald's. Sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that because of my love of McDonald's, I want to go and work there forever. uh uh-uh. In fact, I don't want to work there at all. Right. I, if, if, again, if I had my druthers, I would want to get my daughter a position where she's learning from people that are addressing and looking people in the eye as they mm-hmm. walk into something like a Walmart Right. and go, welcome to Walmart. The- carts are right over there and if you'd like a basket for smaller loads come right over here thanks for coming in and that's all you gotta so you gotta
2: teach them to get that normal skill set and then someone will go hey where's the deli did i ever, did I ever tell you how uh, what the swiss do in the last their last year what would be considered our senior year of school no that's freaking brilliant your last year is doing nothing but going to different oh, jobs you and did trying it it's, pra- yeah. it's practical it's practicum,
0: and um Practicum is invaluable. I'm, I'm a total. What's oh, actually called something? Practicum, right? Practicum. Uh, at okay. least when I was an interpreter, it was, and it's, it's not. It's kind of the casual, non-insulting way to say, "Hey, you're going to be an intern," because I hate the word
2: intern. Why?
0: Well, because you bring somebody in and they do all of the usually crap work, right? And you pay them nothing, right? And they get no benefits, yeah. And then they do it to someone else. I yes, but I, do they
2: learn something though?
0: That's not good enough. That's not good enough. You cannot... You should pay them. I agree with that. I'm not even talking about pay. I'm talking about you show me the intern that had a great experience.
2: Okay. So actually, you know what? Then we should... It shouldn't be intern. It should be apprenticeship because that is actually... Yes and no.
0: Practicum refers to the actual process of you doing something rather than the position.
2: Okay, and well, that's this why like this I, sounds like a topic for another show. Yeah, yeah. What, I,
0: I, anyway, the, the the gist is that especially when I was an interpreter, that's what that meant. It meant that you were going to go and be the job mm-hmm. for a period of time at insert place. You would traditionally not get paid for it, but you would get your hours of I've forgotten what the acronym was back then. Now it would be something like continuing continual education units, but back then it was called something else. Anyway, that was the benefit, is that not only would you get the real world experience, not only would you be in the hot seat, i.e. you are the frickin' interpreter. Right. You are conveying the information that this student is learning from, and so get it right. Right. Um, But you also then could take that and say, uh, I spent insert number of semesters in practicum inside of a class doing da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. It It becomes a series of quality checks and experiential checks that help you build your resume okay those are the things that we need to try and build rather than okay i know you love mcdonald's let's go flip burgers (laughs) that's what i don't want to have happen with her because she'll flip burgers for the rest of her life if that's she tell her that's what she's going to do does she have any idea on her own what she what she thinks she wants to do she's mentioned a couple things but again it sounds like is it pie in the sky or she's just trying to make you happy no, it's it never, none of it's ever been to make me happy, which is kind of weird, but the, the, it's always been like, I want to be a police officer. And I'm like, you might work in a police station, but I don't ever see a time where you and your partner are in a police car patrolling as police officers. It doesn't mean that I don't have the, I, I don't have the hope that she could do it. Right. But considering where she is learning wise, right. I don't see it. Right. I, I don't see the police department opening up a position for jade yeah to become a police officer right that needs to pull off all of the duties and responsibilities of a police officer i right. don't see it right what i do see is that perhaps she could be inside of the city government helping to foster along what's going on inside the police department either data collection data entry processing paperwork right working to do things inside on the administration the end of it right absolutely uh, but frontline wearing a uniform, and now I get to see my daughter's picture as yeah. a 25-year-old cop? No, yeah. I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I think I can agree with that. And okay. I don't think there's anything judgmental. I think it's just no. reality. Yeah. Oh, it's
0: so- the circumstances. It's a piece of the circumstances that are on the plate that need to be somehow puzzle-pieced into life.
2: Right. Exactly. That's, it. That's yeah. it. The last two, I think, that really helped make a self, a balanced, confident person. Mm-hmm. And that is to teach personal self-defense— how to stand up for yourself yep. and the importance of defending the helpless and the weak. I, I think that you're just going to make a better people that are aware of those around them that do need the the extra hand, that, that do need to be protected. I think you just make better people that way. Mm-hmm. And the last one is teach how to negotiate and debate so that you don't end up with, with people, adults, that are just screaming at each other because they don't know how to get their point across. Right. You know, I think that those are good things.
0: There's a piece you're referring to here, and it's essentially the general code of conduct. The code of conduct would cover just about everything that you've just mentioned. How to convey an, an opinion. How to listen to someone else convey an opinion. Mm-hmm. How to speak to people right. as opposed to through people. And people obviously don't know this anymore. They don't. They don't. It's the Code of conduct in general is not taught to people. And why well, not? I'm yeah, sure because someone figures it's judgmental. Right. Well, not only that, but it's it's funny that you mentioned debate class because I remember jumping into debate class. I didn't take it. I wish I would and, have. And debate skills. I'm glad I got my feet wet, but I'm really glad I quit. <laughs> and, and here's why.
2: Oh, please enlighten me. <laughs>
0: I think I'm reasonably intelligent. I can grab ideas and concepts. I can tell people why I think of blah. Oh, absolutely. But making sure that it's in exactly the right way it's delivered inside a debate, Uh I'm lost. Okay. I'm absolutely lost. There's a series of procedures and- I think I
2: know what you're talking about. And
0: structure. And you must first do these things and then you may blah, blah, blah. And I'm not the guy. Yeah. I'm not the guy. Yeah, I can, I can, I can try and and polish what I'm saying so that it's not nearly as pointed as what people don't want to hear. That I can do. Okay. But taking it and putting it into a you know like Robert's Rules of Order. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody says Robert's Rules of Order to me, you just go. Right and, not, it doesn't. I don't go numb, uh-huh. but I go instantly. You know, I might want to go design a T-shirt or
2: something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because what I don't want to do is sit in a room of a couple hundred people. And make sure that I'm dancing through a series of structured comments right? so as to appease the members and make sure that we're following Robert's, Robert's Rules of Order. No, I completely it doesn't that. mean that I don't think Robert's Rules of Order are important, but I got t-shirts to design. I <laughs> there's, <laughs> exactly. there's other things I got to do to try and do something. In, in summation, this is it.
2: This is how you're going to create a new generation that understands just why and what good character traits are and how important they are to grow and maintain Kids that are courteous, kind, and patient. Kids have success principles as part of their makeup. That are confident in their ability to defend themselves and others. These are the type of children that I think are possible to grow and grow into the kind of adults that we can actually get back on track to being civil civilians again. Yes, but go ahead.
0: You will agree with me that not everybody
2: (laughs) that not everybody can be a sheepdog, correct? Yeah. Yeah, there are the, going to be people are, that are just sheep. Well, and it,
0: yes, and what I would also tell you and is And those that, are going to be the kids that don't share. Right. But th- th- what about the kids that are llamas? And what about the kids that are penguins? And what about the kids that are stones? Because they're all out there. There the, there's not just sheep and sheep dogs. There's not. There's not. Right. When you look through the diversity of any any i would tell you to go super young like a kindergarten class okay. because even in kindergarten class you can see the structures being made for people that will somewhere okay. in the future have some sort of governmental structure that yeah. that helps turn them into something that they aren't yet and then there are other people waiting to be told it's time to take out your cookies and right. then take them and nap. there are
2: going to be exactly I know exactly okay. what I'm talking about but okay. but but and I think you can agree with this if you're taught these principles regardless of whether you actually go forward and and step up to the leadership role at least you recognize what it is that you want in a leader, whether you're going to be the leader or not, you recognize what it is to takes to be that leader, and it becomes something that maybe you don't do, but your children might end up doing. Right. I, I, I'm going to throw some Jocko at you as we close this segment right. because it's perfect. Okay.
0: Jocko Willink, who we've yes. talked about yes. many times inside the show. Big fan, both of us. For those that don't know anything about him, we're going to include links inside the show notes to to help out. And it's not just that he is that we are big fans of his. He's able to share atmospheres that you and I will never be in. And what he has shared several times is that the people that he's worked with, in particular, some of the best leaders that he's worked with, Mm -hmm. were people that he never thought would lead anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. As much as you and I want to try and grab and paint people into a picture of potential leadership. Right. The fact is that we cannot go and leader and not going to lead. And loser at 17 and a young, attractive girl at 17 that says this isn't going to work in Walmart. Right. We don't know. Right. We we don't, we unfortunately don't know any of that. And so the the X factor is what has to somehow be planned for rather than and shit happens because we got a lot of just and shit happens going on now. And I, we have to arrest it somehow. I don't know what the fix is,
2: but but we got to arrest it. Mike, it's like I say. It's like I say. Every show we are attempting to create a paradigm shift. If we just get a small percentage and they start going that way, Mm -hmm. from a spark you get a fire. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do, guys. Obviously, we have not touched on everything, but we would absolutely love to get your opinions, thoughts, and ideas. Please go over to wadesense.com. And let us know what you're thinking. Anything you got to add to this? Because we definitely bit off more than we could chew. Oh yeah. We will be right back with more Weight Sense.
0: Make your podcast soar with the Editor Core. The one question every podcaster needs to ask themselves is: Why am I still editing my own podcast? We all know that editing your own podcast is the worst part of the podcast experience. Get the editing off your plate and reclaim more time to make more content with The Editor Core. Affordable, talented, experienced podcast editors are ready to take your podcast literally to the next level to make it soar. Make your podcast soar with The Editor Core. Editorcore.com. That's editorcore.com.
1: Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful providing you with true return on investment real impact thanks to perpetual advertising are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors
2: And we are back. Mike, and my favorite topic has got to be uh, running anyway, is dummy codes. And dummy codes, at least the way I envisioned it, are laws that are put in place to protect us from other people's stupidity. At least that's the way that I see it, but Mike tends to run in another direction and just chastise anybody that aggravates him. (laughs) My particular dummy code for this episode is something that I actually just saw on the news uh, Mm -hmm. today. And I'm, I'm just... It was a student at MSU. I don't have a name. I wish I did so that I could properly chastise this <laughs> Yahoo. Um, this spineless twit decided that he was going to report his roommate because in the privacy of their room, his roommate was watching a video on Ben Shapiro, who was covering, covering whatever topic it was. He went to the university's website and anonymously reported his roommate for having the audacity to watch this video in his room because it took away his safe space. Uh, duh. I, I went to the story, and I looked it up, and I, I read there were some other instances as well. Can, can I recount them to you? If you must. I mean,
0: I think we get it. I'm, I'm certain that because someone had a chocolate milkshake in his usually vanilla milkshaked area, his safe space was impended.
2: Let me just read off a couple of the, the the charges that this website thought was worthy of action. A discarded game of hangman was left on a whiteboard in a residence hall. The word south was the last one played. That was worth reporting. Okay. An MSU student posted a Snapchat video in which he says, I hate white people. Apparently that was worth reporting. An MSU student found an Instagram photo where some young women were debating whether one of them looks Indian in the comments section. The women were not even connected to MSU. And the last one, a student complained twice in three days that someone posted a cartoon making fun of liberals in a residence hall, and it offended her. This is absolutely positively ridiculous. Why is any of this the the business of the university at all? Let the kids hash it out or just flat out tell them, it's just an opinion. Move on. Mm -hmm. Pretend you're an adult. Sure. And Maybe maybe the
0: website should become something like the editorial cartoon area of a newsletter or something.
2: Because that's what it's become. If yeah. that's what it's become, then that's what it's become. Well, no, that's what it should have become. But to these people, it's actually serious charges in that this whole call-out culture has just completely gone amuck and out of control. Mm-hmm. And, True. yeah, my dummy code goes absolutely to the University of MSU and every other single school that thinks that this is somehow a good thing to teach their children, <laughs> because really they are children, to be grow up to be a generation of snitches. That there's some value in doing this as opposed to just – Confronting someone and saying, hey, I don't understand why it is that you feel that way. Can you explain that as opposed to just trying to shout them out and drive them out altogether? Well, I... So my dummy code goes to MSU. Uh, duh. Mike, you got one? Uh, I, I do.
0: Mine mine has the deal, again, with something that I'm incredibly passionate about, especially when I was younger, which is baseball. Baseball is not just a pastime. Baseball is uh, where I learned many of my foundational buildings as I grew up. Yeah. And in a story recently based in Connecticut, there was apparently a, a field that got incredibly wet mm-hmm. during the storms that they've had inside of Connecticut for a, apparently a, a long time. Right. And a section of the baseball field had become almost unplayable. Meaning right. walking around, you know, you're going to slide mush. Yeah. Absolutely. Just a, a
2: bog, essentially. Right. yeah.
0: And so the fix for it was 24 gallons of gasoline lit ablaze. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Because yeah because that of course will dry out the land what what i i can't even believe that i'm reading this to you it's so wow. much so that I, we're going to give to whomever thought this was a great idea a dummy code but <laughs> huh what how like what science does what would it get better yet what experience do you draw on and go you know this worked out really well for me at this other ballpark no. No. What? How does, How? what? Huh? What would you do? Would you just let it dry out naturally? I mean, there really isn't know. anything you can do, is there? I, I d- guess you could try I and drain it know. off. I don't know. If nothing else, you're putting children in harm of them breathing in the burning gas off yeah. of a field. I, and like, <laughs> what if the what if the, the burning so gas- So they actually did this right before the game. They're doing it, yeah. Wow. It, it, it was doused with 24 gallons of gasoline and set on fire on Saturday. What? Wow. Anyway, uh, moron. Uh, whomever Einstein that together gets a dummy code <laughs> for this episode.
2: Okay. Great work. <laughs> Folks would absolutely love to know what are your dummy codes, because I'm sure you probably have spotted something that Mike and I will shake our heads at and dutifully report. Wisdom of the Ages is a topic that I am very proud of because I don't think anyone's attempting to do this. The whole idea is is that Mike and I go back as far as we can in recorded time and find pearls of wisdom that have managed to stick and bring them forward and examine them light in the modern day and see if it still holds true. My pick for today was a quote from Friedrich Nietzsche. The growth of wisdom may be gauged accurately by the decline of ill temper. What do you think? Do you think that?
0: I think that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I think that has no value, social value whatsoever.
2: But no, I mean, if if you examine it, he's he's exactly right. It's like when you get more informed on a topic, you can see all sides and you are less likely to fly into a rage just because it's pressed a couple (laughs) of your buttons. What do you think? I think that the pressing of buttons, but it's where we are though. Well, no, we absolutely are.
0: I have a 15 year old that pushes, has already identified at 15, at least six to 10 of my own buttons (laughs) without question so much so that I have to go grumble at Walmart and hope that I'm going to have a good time. So not so awesome. I totally get it. I'm going to share a story for mine. Okay. Mostly because it's relevant. All right. And there will be a future episode where we can jump into the story because it really is a good longer story. But Okay. the the gist of this one Highly is— Highly intrigued now. Yeah. Gist is that we had a new alarm system installed. We've had the same alarm system for—it'll be 16 years in September— and there's just new technology that I and my wife are aware of that we wanted to install and take advantage of. Right. Most importantly is probably the uh, video surveillance stuff that now ties in through an app on your camera. I would on- love to have that. That ties in through an app on your cell phone and a tablet and your computer, whatever else. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's all spectacular. It's good stuff. In addition, there's also been updates to stuff that I think are going to make her life infinitely better because, again, she is deaf. Right. So we called an alarm company to come out. The alarm company came out. And before we started, there were two things I wanted to make sure that were impressed upon. One, I did not want the doorbell where the doorbell was because you can't see it. You, you do not look right when you have the front door in front of you to push a doorbell. You just don't. No, it's always the left. Well, whatever, yeah. but it's not to the right where you have to turn your head to the right and hit the doorbell that for the door that's in front of you. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. The second thing was we have a strobe system that works inside the sy- inside the house already. Makes sense. That when the doors or windows open, mm. the strobes fire a different number of times based on whether the window's open or the door's
2: open. Okay.
0: So door opens, strobes fire a number of times. Door closes, strobes fire a number of times. Right. And I told them. These two things need to work when you're done. Right. If they don't, the game is over. There's nothing else to talk about. Doesn't yeah. make any difference. Right. Fast forward five and a half hours. Okay. The installers are incredibly knowledgeable. They they were nice. They I never felt like I was being taken advantage of. Okay. We ended up with a package that was a tiny bit more expensive, but it had every single thing that we wanted. Right. Except that the strobes didn't work. What? The one thing you requested, right? We spent five and a half hours, and there was never a there was never a time where I thought they were going to leave and never come back. There's, I always knew that either them or someone else that had more knowledge would come back and fix my stuff. I had no problem with that, so I'm good. Right. My pearl of wisdom comes in the form of my own, in that I told the installer who came by today. By the way, he came on a Saturday. I called and expressed my displeasure on a Monday. Mm -hmm. On Tuesday, he came back out. He came out today. Okay. And he came out today, and I sat him down on the table, in my kitchen table, inside of my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I conveyed everything inside the bullet list that I thought was unsatisfactory of the experience. right? And I said, I think it benefits you to walk into every single situation that you, as an installer, walk into, and one overriding commandment should be across all of it. And it is, do no harm. Yeah. Whether it's to the customer's perspective, to the customer's wants and potential satisfaction, or the customer's home. Yeah. That's my pearl of wisdom, and it's also the attention drop for all of you for that story in the future, because it's a great one. I also can't wait to share what the eventual outcome is, because I don't have one yet. Oh. so They, they They haven't fixed it yet. Well, no. No. He came by today, and Gloria was walking out to go to her walk. Right. I was going out on my way to work, and right. so who the hell's going to stay and watch? The answer is nobody.
2: That is true.
0: And so he he was very kind, and he's, I totally understood. But again, the breakdown of communication was someone made an appointment for him to come out. Well, and if you don't tell the people that own the house, what's the
2: point? Exactly. That is extra, yeah, that's exactly true.
0: Anyway, that's my wisdom of the ages from Mike Wilkerson. Super wise man, wisdom of the ages. <laughs>
2: Gang, as always, we have had an absolute blast recording this, and we really, truly hope that you have enjoyed listening to it. I just have one more thing to add. It's very simple. Either you can make excuses, or you can have results, but you cannot have both. My name is Wade B. Olson, and this has been Wait Sense. are back Mike and, <laughs> Mike, and Mike and mine Mike and mine Mike and mine dance